What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we are here with another edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast, available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Music, seriously, you name it. Special thanks to Anchor.fm. They're not paying me for this plug, um, although they do sponsor the actual audio version of the podcast. They do a phenomenal job. Seriously, check them out, Anchor.fm. Okay, anyway, but that's not what we're here for today. No, today... We are looking at a random magic card that I looked at about 20 seconds ago, and this is going to be my free form off the top like it generally is. All right, today we are looking at Aradara Express. Aradara? Aradara Express. Oh, Starlight Express, oh, won't you confess? No, Aradara Express. All right, so it is an 8645 artifact vehicle um, with menace I love it menace is a is a mechanic that I think absolutely deserves more love than it gets uh, and it has crew four all right so interestingly enough so we're dealing with a train here which is um actually I find it really funny we're dealing with a train that has evasion how does that work because <laughs> Trains generally run on tracks, so I'm a little bit confused there, but whatever. We're dealing with, it. you know, this is clearly from Kaladesh. This is a train that was on Kaladesh. Maybe they have, like, hover trains or some kind of magically guided trains. Maybe they don't have tracks, so maybe, okay, fine, whatever. Um, the idea of it being menacing kind of makes sense, because that's a really big thing. So, all right, I guess maybe that makes more sense than I thought. All right, anyway. So Aradra Express, we got an 8-6 Menace Crew 4. So this is interesting. This is one of those cards that... When I came back to the game about a year and a half, two years ago now, I, um, about a year and a half ago, anyway, I, uh, this was one of those, like, vehicles were one of the mechanics that had just shown up in the decade when I was gone, and I went back and looked at them and just kind of like, what is going on here? Now, I had been around when equipment was new, um, during Mirrodin, I had been around for that whole thing, um, so I understood the idea of artifacts that behaved differently than other artifacts. That was kind of like, alright, so this is a new thing cool. Now, I was coming to it thinking this must be like equipment. It's got to be, right? There's no way that it's anything super different. But no, it's incredibly different. It is like, the vehicles are so weird, if we're honest. But they're interesting. So the first thing that I noticed when I first looked at a vehicle, um, it, it might have been a Rotterdam Express now that I mentioned it. So regardless of what it is, one of the things you'll notice is the stat line for the mana cost is phenomenal. We have an 8-6 with Menace for 5 at common. So, okay, clearly, like, at first glance, before you know how the crew mechanic works, you think, this thing is a freaking house. There's no way that an artifact creature at 8-6 only costs 5. That's freaking bonkers. But then you learn about the crew cost. And it's like, well, nope, okay, all of a sudden that makes more sense. Because in order for a Roger Express to become a creature, so when you first play it for 5, it's just chilling on the battlefield as an artifact. Standard artifact. Happens to be have the, have the subtype vehicle. But it's just an artifact, it's not a creature. So therefore that 8-6 is irrelevant. It doesn't have 8 power, it doesn't have 6 toughness when you first cast it. It doesn't. Um, similar to the Theros gods, how they are an enchantment when they first hit the battlefield and they are just aren't creatures yet. Vehicles function very much the same way until you crew them. When you crew a vehicle, you get... Well, so it just it becomes a creature. It's that simple. And in order to crew a vehicle, what you need to do is you need to tap creatures that you control with power 
with, with a total power of four. So in order for Aradra Express to be a creature until the end of turn, you have to give up four power of potential attackers. So the idea is they have to get into the vehicle and go off with it. So I gotta say, I find this card really fascinating and really interesting. I love the idea of vehicles. They're an interesting twist on the power toughness dynamic. Um, they, they do an interesting job of turning the power on your side of the board into a resource. And as somebody who definitely um, considers myself of the kind of the archetypes of magic players, I am Johnny Combo player. I am all about finding weird, bizarre synergies and odd interactions that make no freaking sense and slapping them together to do stuff. So part of that ends up being creatures with abilities on it that have some kind of unique effect. And I like those creatures to stay put right where they are. And so some of those are on larger bodies. Like, so I'll have three threes with crazy effects on them that I don't want to attack with. They happen to have a large body, but I don't want to swing. And so the idea of being able to just tap them down to activate this other artifact that is nothing but a freaking weapon that I can punch right in my opponent's face, love it. That sounds like, that's just, ah, that's money to me. So that idea is phenomenal. Now, Aradra Express itself, this particular one is a little hefty. It's not, um, you know, it's it's fine. It's like right down the middle of the road. This is actually unlimited. I can imagine a situation where this is an absolute beast. The only problem is if you don't have that four power, it's just an artifact. Now, if you're in a deck that cares about artifacts, okay, neat, you have another artifact, it counts, great. But if you do care about artifacts, all of a sudden, not so much, you know, it's not great. Also, this it provides an interesting situation where um, pump spells all of a sudden add, an, they have another level of utility. So if I have a Llanowar Elves in play, and I'm otherwise completely tapped out, just imagine this, so all my mana is completely tapped out, I have one untapped Llanowar Elves down. Well, no, that doesn't work, just kidding. So I, <laughs> sorry, um, step back, I do need one untapped green, because I can't tap the Llanowar Elves I have a giant growth in hand. That's a key detail for this particular scenario. Okay, let's just take a step back. Okay, so imagine I have a Roger Express down. I also have Llanowar Elves or your vanilla 1-1 one -one of choice. Let's go ahead and say Raging Goblin. I don't know. Um, or I mean, it could just be seriously anything. And I have a giant growth in my hand. All of a sudden, Orin Infuriate. Let's go ahead and say we're playing Mono Red. Let's say I have a Raging Goblin down um, because I'm old and I like Raging Goblins. Dang it, even though I know there are a million better versions of the 1-1 Hasty Goblin, I'm going to use the OG Raging Goblin. Thank you very much. And I've got it down. And then I also have a Roger Express down. I can play Infuriate onto my Raging Goblin. And then if they have like one five five or 6-6 six, six or 10-10 ten, ten blocker, all of a sudden what I can do is instead of swinging with my now 4-3 Raging Goblin, I can tap it to crew a Roger Express. And all of a sudden now I have an 8-6 with Menace. So if they only have one blocker, regardless of how big it is, doesn't matter. This thing's unblockable. Wham! To the face! And my Goblin isn't going anywhere. It's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. I gotta say, Menace, mwah, one of the most underrated mechanics ever. I am. I cannot tell you how happy I am that Ikoria has a ton of menace support. It's super fun. Um, I'm all about it. I have yet to make that deck fire, but I'm working on it. Yeah, just in general, I think it, menace is a phenomenally underrated mechanic. I have seen so many games come down to whether or not someone has two blockers, and just 
it makes a huge, huge difference. And you don't expect it to. Anyway, so yeah, a Roger Express. Interesting card. Vehicles are very... They are a unique thing. Now, the other things to keep in mind with vehicles is you need to be able to crew them every single turn. So if that resource that you're tapping for the crew cost is something that you would rather be swinging with, you're going to be in a rough spot. You know, you're going to be missing out. And I mean, this is potentially four power in a situation that you have to tap down right before you go to attacks. Now, you're turning that four power into eight power with menace. So it's not a bad exchange, but you did have to pay five mana to get there. So it's one of those where, like, there's a give and take. And the other thing is, if your opponent hits a board sweeper, if a Roger Express is a creature when it resolves, so if somebody hits a Wrath of God and Roger Express has been crewed for the turn, it is now an artifact creature with all these stats, in addition to everything else going on there. So it dies because it is a creature. It gets hit just like everything else. But if it has not been crewed yet this turn, so in that situation, then all of a sudden, it's fine. You still have this artifact here. So it actually, vehicles are one way where you can get around um, your own board wipes. And so if you're in a situation where you're behind and you're getting pummeled and you're in a really bad spot, you can have the creature, you can have creatures in your hand, you can have a board wipe down, you can hit a Wrath of God, destroy absolutely everything on the board, including your own creatures. Then you could play creatures from your hand, tap them for the crew cost, regardless of whether or not they have haste. That's another really clutch um, detail. When I was first starting, it was really easy for me to assume, oh, at in no circumstance can I play a creature and turn it sideways unless it has haste. But that is not true. You can tap a creature to pay for a cost that is on another card. If another card is asking you to tap an untapped creature, you can tap a creature when it just goes into play because the only thing that that cost cares about is that the card is untapped. And actually, you know what's fun? That doesn't even need to be on a different card. So there are some cards out there. The one that really just kind of, that, that makes me super happy is Keeper of the Nine Gales. No, sorry, not Keeper of the Nine Gales. Bad example. There are, um, no, Azami. Azami, Keeper of Scrolls or Lady of Scrolls, one of those. She actually has an ability on her that says tap an, un tap an untapped wizard you control to draw a card. In that situation, because of the way it's worded, when you play her, she does not have haste, but you can tap her because she is a wizard in order to draw a card because her ability only cares that you're tapping an untapped wizard. doesn't care if they have haste or not. And the reason that it doesn't matter is because it's written, tap an untapped wizard you control. Now, if it said wizards you control have, and then in quotes, tap draw a card, then you couldn't, because what that ability is doing is granting a tap ability to the wizard, and in that case, you do need haste. So it's a very subtle difference, but it can make a huge difference in gameplay. And over the years, different cards have been templated in different ways, so that's important to keep in mind. Now, in the case of vehicles, all you need to do is tap for untapped power. That can be on any number of creatures that you want. Um, and then all of a sudden, that just a Roger Express becomes a creature. It's it's a really simple, clean mechanic. The other cool thing about that is when you kill a Roger Express, if if your opponent kills a Roger Express in combat or kills it with a you know a Doom Blade or some other kind of you know targeted removal, the cards that crewed it do not matter. They are completely separate identities, completely separate um, 
pieces doesn't freaking matter they're completely untouched and th there is another card out there actually that uh, i believe was the predecessor to vehicles that was i think it was like vidalkin um vidalkin submarine or vidalkin war machine i think it was actually you know what? i'm gonna go ahead and take a quick look see if i can find it because it's 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 a bazonkers sure bazonkers that's how weird this thing is um the card is just completely nuts um it is a it is clearly a submarine that is being Oh, not Vidalkin, sorry. Vidalian War Machine, I found it. Okay, so Vidalian War Machine. Here we have, this This is a wall creature because back in the day, creatures were, um, creatures with defenders simply, they, they didn't have the keyword defender, they were the creature type wall because creature types had rules. I've discussed that before. Different story for a different day. But here's a card that is clearly the predecessor to vehicles. This is kind of Wizards' first go-around with vehicles. And so let's go ahead and read it. All right, I'm going to read the text as it originally appears, because we're going to go on an adventure, you guys. So it has pay zero, colon, tap target merfolk you control to allow Vidalian War Machine to attack this turn or to give Vidalian War Machine plus two plus one until end of turn. If Vidalian War Machine is put into the graveyard, all merfolk tapped in this manner this turn are destroyed. So flavorfully, it makes a lot of sense. The idea that you have this huge war machine and the more creatures you pile into it, you know, the more, the stronger it's going to be, you know, the more people you have shooting bows out of it or whatever. You know, the idea that, okay, if you amass a form onto this vehicle, it's going to power ahead and be stronger. Cool. That makes sense. I'm not mad at that. And if somebody blows it up, everybody dies because they're all in the machine. Again, flavorfully, that makes sense. But from a gameplay perspective, why the hell would I tap a creature for a plus one plus or plus two plus one bonus, knowing that that is putting it in harm's way? Like the design on that is just straight up awful. And on top of that, the stats on this it's a zero four for one colorless and two blue. Who the hell would play this? Is it? It's anyway. This is from Fallen Empires. I believe it was a common back in the day. No, that was a rare. Oh my goodness, it's just it's, it's rough. And I have one in my collection, and I got to admit, it kind of makes me happy just because it's this beautiful um, predecessor. It's this beautiful first draft of what vehicles became. And so the idea of you need to tap creatures in order for this to become an attacker. Cool. I get that. The fact that it's a zero four to begin with, so if you don't tap if you do not tap any Merfolk whatsoever, it's not large at all. It's just a zero four. And you get the ability to attack with it. You have to tap down two Merfolk just in order to be able to attack with a two five. Oi. Yeah, no, it's just rough. It's just, just straight up rough. And the way that the Oracle text was written, tap and untap Merfolk you control, colon, Vidalian War Machine can attack this turn as though it didn't have Defender. Tap and untap Merfolk you control, Vidalian War Machine gets plus one, plus two plus one until end of turn. When Vidalian War Machine dies, destroy all Merfolk tap this turn to pay for its abilities. Yeah, I'm really glad they don't template things like this anymore. Um, just because it's it's complicated, it's kind of weird. And like I like the idea of everybody piling into the big thing and like hit forward. But I like what they did with it because now we get cards like this. We're like a Robra Exp Aradara Express. Um, granted, I can save Vidalian War Machine a little bit easier. I'm assuming I'm saying that right, but who knows? I could be getting that wrong too. Um, but Aradara Express, however, you get a single creature 
that is above, like the stat line is better than what it was, you still have to tap your resources in order to activate it. So it still can't be a factor in combat until you have tapped a crew to engage it. However, for gameplay reasons, if it dies, the crew survives. Uh, and that's really important because otherwise vehicles would be just like straight up unplayable. Unless this thing for all of its stats had like crew one, you know, or it cost like one to put on the battlefield or something like this. The stats on it would have to be absolutely bananas in order to justify that kind of a risk and that kind of a cost. Um, because you'd have to do that every single turn. And it's just like, no, 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 thank you. I'm not touching that. But as it stands from a gameplay perspective, from a flavor perspective, I feel like this strikes a really elegant balance of playability and flavor that is ultimately what every card should aspire to hit. So Orodra's Express is a really cool example of kind of your it's it's a vehicle. This is what vehicles ought to be in Magic. And I really appreciate it, you know? And like... Every single new set that comes out, there is additional complexity that is brought to the game. And Vehicles was definitely a part of that. I mean, we're just, as of this recording, Ikoria has just come out. We have Mutate, we have Companion, we have all kinds of new stuff that is coming into the game. Um, there's a learning curve that comes with that. And Vehicles were one such example. They were a unique mechanic um, that were, or that, that, added some complexity to the game that newer players had to kind of work with. And that's actually one of the things that I really respect about the way the different formats are currently established. The idea of, an, of a limited environment or the standard environment is a way of insulating new players from all of that noise that has existed throughout the years. And then once you've mastered this little ecosystem, oh, let me show you what is possible. And let's go explore what other ecosystems we have had. And even that, the discovery element of a new player digging through the cards and discovering all these new and exciting mechanics, all these new and exciting worlds that they get to see um, in the artwork and in the, the way that the cards function is such a cool beautiful experience and that's why I'm doing this freaking show you guys because <laughs> I want to do this too I want to explore these mechanics and I'll share the information that I have but if we land on one I've never seen before man let's discover it together and that mentality that idea that journey of discovery that we as magic players all get to have as we go deeper and deeper into this game matches the lore of planeswalking to new worlds and exploring new frontiers. I just, I absolutely love it. I cannot tell you how much I love this game. The The level of complexity is there if you want it to be there. The depth of story is there if you want it to be there. If you want to just play a cool card game, great. That's there too. This game is something for everybody. I absolutely adore it. So thank you so much for hanging out, guys. This has been a Roger Express, as well as me getting fired up over uh, the new player experience, new mechanics, the complexity of the game itself, because that's one of the things that makes Magic so special. So let's not forget that. And let's celebrate it. <sighs> All right, guys, this has been a, a heck of one. I think this has been a heck of a journey. I think I need to go like cool off, do some stretches, uh, maybe take a cold shower. I've got I've gotten a little hyped uh, right now. And I got to say, it's it's been an absolute delight. Who would have thought that a comment from Kaladesh was going to get us there? Uh, who would have thought a train with evasion 
<laughs> got this all started. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. It has been an absolute pleasure as always. My name is Graham, also known as Hamhox42 on the internet. This has been the Overthinking MTG podcast. You can catch me back here then next time I record, which will probably be tomorrow, let's be honest. And um, yeah, I look forward to it. Thank you so much. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhox42. I will see you there, and I will catch you next time.